For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Listening to the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, really excited for this new weekly segment. Over the next couple of segments, uh, for the first time, the Brownlow Lowdown with Tom Haylock, all thanks to Betfair. Lay bet on AFL markets only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We have 15 rounds into the season, and uh, the Brownlow market is one of the most complex and hard to predict. So to help us get ready for the Brownlow this year, yes, we are a fair way out, but we need to be to make sure that when the night comes that we are fully up to speed. Uh, we are fully armed with all the information that we need and to help us do that. All thanks to Betfair. Tommy Haylock is with us. Hello, Tommy. Hello, mate. Great to be here. Yes, exciting. Uh, been a fantastic year and obviously last round was sensational. So I can't wait to, to get talking into Brownlow. First things first, Betfair. You guys are a little bit different from the others out there. Explain how, please. We we are, yes. We're a peer-to-peer betting exchange, which is different. Obviously, it's not um, a punter versus a bookmaker. It's peer-to-peer. So basically, if you're an Ira at, at a pub and we're a talking about the footy and, and you like whoever it might be, the Crows to beat Melbourne this weekend, um, you can potentially have that bet with me and we don't trust each other with the money. We just met, whatever it might be. We basically give the money to the bartender to hold the cash. He holds the cash throughout the match the, the, the match, and uh, gives the, the cash to the winner at the end. So we are, in essentially that example, Betfair. We are the, the bartender there. So we're peer-to-peer, um, which often means you're betting into pure markets. So you're, you're not having that market percentage built mm. in on the corporate side of things. No one more trustworthy than a bartender. If you, if you, <laughs> no, seriously, maybe a butcher. Uh, ne- I've never met an unhappy butcher, have you? Have you ever seen Don't a butcher so. that's not Don't smiling? So. Never, ever. I worked in pubs for a long time, and uh, your locals would always come in and sit at the bar and leave their money there, and it would always be there when they came back. So the so the analogy is a very good one, and now I implicitly trust you. Good. Um, I'm glad to hear. So one of the features of the Betfair website is the Brownlow predictor. So Brownlow markets have become more and more um, followed, uh, over the years, and, and I think people start looking at them a long way out. People start to try and identify trends uh, over the years and just to try and get a fix on how the umpires are seeing the game, things that they uh, tend to do and what they don't tend to do, what they see, what they don't see, where you can get an advantage and try to get ahead of the curve on what we might be uh, set to experience on Brownlow night. So talk to us about the Brownlow predictor on the Betfair website. Yeah, that's um, well explained in terms of what we're trying to do here. Obviously, just before I go into that, a perfect example, Jack Steele at round 15, um, round 16 last year, he was $42 on Betfair. So we can read markets like this. He came into $7.80 on Brownlow night, amazingly. So things can change. Um, the Brownlow predictor, well, there's a lot of people out there, as you said, it's becoming more prevalent in the, the Brownlow betting and the Brownlow markets and whatnot. On Betfair Hub, betfair.com.au forward slash hub forward slash Brownlow Metal Predictor or search for it in the hub. You can see it on the homepage as well. We have a uh, basically an algorithm um, that does tracks all sorts of odds. It's a content provider, but it, it tracks each player throughout the year and it predicts who or who thinks who they think is leading and the value and the odds. So you can check it all out on Brownlow uh, on the betfair.com.au forward slash hub website. It's all there. It goes round by round. It has a bit of a, a rundown on all things from last round. And um, 
It has the market at the moment with Andrew Brayshaw actually on 22.5 votes, Sam, and Lockie Neal tied with 22.5 votes as well. So it is amazing. Um, Clayton Oliver next on 22 votes, and he's actually favoured on the Betfair Exchange at the moment, Clayton Oliver. This is – I find this really interesting. So Andrew Brayshaw, um, we've seen uh, his older brother have a, a top four finish a few years ago. I'm curious about this because some things – sometimes we see where a player has a breakout year. Yes. So the, the we as an industry will will be uh, really we, – we will identify that early and, and start to talk uh, a lot about that particular player. It seemed over the years, though, that maybe the umpires are about a year, and this is not a criticism, but a year behind. Go back to Dane Swan when he won it. Exactly yes. the same point. Yep. So they have the breakout year, and you think, oh, that surely. But they don't quite have the attention yet of the umpires, and then that will come after. It's, it's amazing how much the media actually influences the market and also potentially the umpires' votes the next year. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and that's my concern with Andrew Brayshaw. Um, I we have a, a guy at Betfair that does a similar thing to this in terms of algorithms. He actually takes um, votes and polling history into account into his algorithms. Same with the, the Brownlow Medal Predictor on here. We've um, picked the last three winners in a row, so we've got a good strike rate with his Brownlow Medal Predictor as well. But that that's all taken into account. Media votes, um, the Herald Sun votes, whatever it might be, is all taken into account in a lot of these algorithms and models, and, and we produce things like this. So at the moment... Uh, on the Betfair Brownlow Medal predictor, you've got Brayshaw, uh, just ahead of Lockie Neal, yes, uh, just ahead of Clayton Oliver, then Paddy Cripps, Christian Petrarca, and Sam Walsh. Now, just comparing that to the coaches' votes, who have got Clayton Oliver, Lockie Neal, Andrew Brayshaw. So, uh, the top three is the same, just in a different order. They've got Paddy Cripps at four in the coaches' votes as well. Took Miller. Is at five. You guys have Took Miller at about tenth. Uh, if I'm having a look at that there. So um, and and interestingly, you've got Jeremy Cameron in the top ten at the moment. He's in the top ten for the coaches' votes as well. And amazingly, he is a great point. And the beauty of Betfair, because we um, we are peer to peer betting company. He's $130 on Betfair at the moment. He is incredible. We've got him. What is it? Seventh or eighth on the Brownlow Metal Predictor. And he's 130 to one. So if he continues to finish off the year, he might be worth um, having something on now at that price. And he might firm, especially once the media get a hold of him. He's obviously high up in the, the coaches' votes there. He might start shorter. And you can actually trade out on Betfair, Sam. That's the beauty of it. It's like a stock market. So you can actually um, back him high, back him at 130. He might come into 50s. You can actually lay him later in the year as well and make money that way without even getting the result in the night. So how does that work? Well, um, it's like a stock market, exactly exactly like a okay. stock market. So if you take a price, you, yep. you basically back high and lay. So laying is a, is a unique offering to Betfair as well. So you can actually bet on someone to lose or bet on a horse to lose, whatever it might be. Mm. So you can do the same. So you can actually you can lay first and then back high, exactly like a stock market. You obviously buy stocks at a low price and sell them at a higher price and make profit like that. You can do exactly the same. You can lay Andrew Brayshaw at $6 now or whatever it might be. And if he has a bad week, he might drift out to $7. Then you can back him, and then you've got both sides of the bet, and for a small profit, that dollar profit in between. So 
That's the beauty of Betfair. It is like a stock market and it's an exchange. So it's a bit unique to um, the offering we have. So if I got Jeremy Cameron at 100 and what was it? 130s. And then he comes in to say 20. Yes. And then I lay. Yes. What do I What do I get? You'll get the difference, basically. So okay. you can actually have him for profit for no liability or you can actually lay him for more than you originally laid or backed him for more than you – oh, sorry, laid him for more than you originally had and make money either way. There's also a cash-out function. You can actually cash out on Betfair as well, just simply if they firm like that, there's a cash-out function. So you can just click click the cash-out, and you have a, a what's known as a green book and profit on all runners and a profit on the market, depending on market moves. All right, so we're going to try and uh, – the, the the purpose of the Brownlow Lowdown with Tom Haylock is to try and identify the trends in the market that are occurring uh, in the lead-up to the Brownlow, the most prestigious award uh, in VFL-AFL history. Um we do it all for Betfair. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay. Same game. Multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. one 800 So, Tommy, often you see um, a bolter early in the year that starts to fizzle later in the year, not because their form drops, but maybe because the expectation or the standards that they set are sometimes to their detriment. There's players who really jump out of the blocks and then despite not really dropping off in form, they don't tend to attract enough votes because I think that we've they've been able to set a bar and maybe the shine. It's an amazing point you make because I actually coach footy and it's actually similar. Like I do votes at the end of a game and you, yeah. you have these expectations. These, these players might play incredibly well, but they might have 28 instead of 35 and you, you mark them harsher because of that, the benchmark they set. It's it's similar. Um, obviously, Dustin Martin, like he's probably having an okay year comparatively, but you compare him to his mm. best, he's not quite as good. But um, what you're looking for now, heading towards the next half of the year, and who uh, the, the run home teams winning is huge. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you, you win, you're more likely to get votes. It's as simple as that. So you look at the run home. If you're looking to to back now and trade later or, or find an edge that way, you're looking at the run home. You're looking at performance against other teams. There's a couple of guys on this weekend that. Um, are up against teams that they poll notoriously well well against. So that's another talking point. So round 16, um, according to, to you guys at Betfair, is uh, always a, 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 that's almost like you can plant your flag here that this is going to be uh, where we start to see big movements um, on um, in the market and uh, on the count night itself. Spot on. Now, you go back last year, round 16, 2021, Ollie Wines was $8.60. He firmed all the way into $3.50. There's a massive it's, – it's fascinating, Sam, especially after round 23. There's no more games that can actually contribute. But the market moves. When people start doing their research and the media hypes them up, the markets are still moving so much as well, which is mm. a, massive, a, a massive nuance. Clayton Oliver's another one. He was $6.40. He came into $3.80 in the same time span. So um, from round 16 onwards to, to the final round or to, to the start of the, the night. So – Two massive market moves, and as I said earlier off the top, Jack Steele was the biggest. He was $42. He came home like a house on fire, and he came into $7.80. Obviously, St Kilda won some, some games, which helps in the back end of last year, but that's a huge go, Six forty-two into $7.80. Yeah, and the one that I, the, 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 the one that backs up the point I was making was Marcus Bontempelli, who from this point last year really did drift, despite, I don't think, really drifting in form. Yeah, spot on, spot on. He traded as low as $2.76 um, heading into round 16. I think he might have been shorter than that at some point. Um, 
and he lay, he drifted to four dollars eighty pre count. Um, there you go. He, he actually got as low as a dollar ninety eight last year at some stage. So he was almost home in, in a lot of people's respects. Um, but yeah, he might have just. I think Bulldogs kind of lost a few games as well, which might not have helped the, the voting and yep. his, and that cottoned on. But um, that's the beauty of Betfair. You could have, you could have laid him at that dollar ninety eight and actually backed him back at four dollars, four dollars eighty, whatever it might be, and make money and have him going for a win with with no liability. Okay, uh, this is a new show um, on the Sporting Capital, the Brownlow Lowdown with Tom Haylock. You can lay on bet AFL matches only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. To look ahead to the games uh, this weekend and keep an eye on uh, what votes might be in store for uh, the players on the leaderboard, uh, that'll be up next. You're listening to the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, new show as part of the Sporting Capital, the Brownlow Lowdown with Tom Haylock, uh, all thanks to Betfair. Um, looking at the trends uh, as we go through round by round and what we might expect this round from our Brownlow medal favourites, the Betfair Brownlow medal predictor, Tommy, has uh, Andrew Brayshaw from Freo on top. And, and you guys on the predictor have got him polling in all but three games this year. Um only two, uh, three, three voters, round eight, twelve, and thirteen. Um, talk us through again how your Brownlow Medal predictor comes up with its algorithm for predictive votes. Yeah, so it's all basically computer modelling and data, and um, everything's taken into account. Whether it be v- statistics is a huge one, obviously win loss record, polling history is taken into account, um, and even media. So. Coaches Awards, you, you read mm. out earlier, that's taken into account into the algorithm. They weight it all differently. They work through it. But that is an amazing s- statistic around Andrew, Andrew Brasher and how consistent he's been this year, not polling um, in three games so far, according to the Brownlow Medal Predictor. It's quite remarkable. And I guess Fremantle's story is remarkable as well, how well they've gone this year to start off. It's just whether he – and it's probably why he's not favourite, even though the Brownlow Medal Predictor's got him higher – or leading, it's probably why it's not favourite, how Fremantle are going to finish off the year and whether they can trust trust Andrew Brayshaw to continue his form. So the, the interesting one here is Paddy Cripps. So you've got him three votes, three votes, two and a half votes in the first three rounds. couple of weeks without votes in three, three, two and a half. Then three weeks without a vote before the bye, a couple of votes in round 13, uh, and then no votes from the weekend as well. So... Um, when we have a look at some of those players coming into this week, you've got Brayshaw, Neil, Oliver, Cripps, Petrarca. That's your top five, followed by Walsh, Mills, Cameron, and Crisp. And then Prestia, uh, mm. rounding out your top ten. Prestia, um, which this is going to uh, upset, I'd imagine. And I suppose he's... Uh, what's the right word? But it's, it's topical, given... The fact that he's going to miss um, this week. But his last few weeks, uh, three votes uh, from round 14. uh, And then uh, he had three votes in round 10 and round 11 as well. So uh, he'd been in a real purple patch of form, which um, makes it even more of a bitter pill to swallow for Richmond Footy Club and uh, Richmond fans that he uh, is going to be missing uh, a week at this stage. Um, And if you're just joining us, four weeks for Tom Stewart uh, at the tribunal tonight. So let's have a look at this week's uh, games and and just give us an idea of uh, what we should be looking at coming into round uh, 15. Yeah, just getting back to, to that point about Paddy Cripps. Obviously, Carlton came out on fire. They beat the Tigers round one. They beat Bulldogs round two and Hawks in round three. And yep. Cripps starred in all of them. Yep. He 
no doubt polls in all three games, and he's a notable three polar, three vote polar. So he actually came in uh, after round eight to as low as two dollars ninety two. Patrick Cripps. So he was really short um, at various stages. He's now six dollars forty. So when he polls, he polls well. He can absolutely star, um, and what he does, obviously. You mentioned where to this weekend and, and where we can look to, to poll votes and make money. Now, Clayton Oliver versus the Crows is one of them. Sam Walsh versus St Kilda and Jeremy Cameron versus North. Now, Jeremy Cameron, for a first point, we talked about him. He's $130. Mm. If he comes out and kicks seven or eight, even the Tex could kick six against North last week. Yep. Um, Jeremy Cameron could have a day out. He could poll again and he could be much shorter after this week. So that's the kind of stuff you're looking for if you're looking to an edge, whether it's this week, whether it's in two or three weeks' time. He might be value now at that massive price, and you can um, if he comes out and you think he'll kick seven or eight, you you can have him now, and he'll be shorter come the end of this week when we're having this chat next week. Um, Clayton Oliver's another point against the Crows. He was fantastic in this corresponding game last year. I think the Crows won by a point in this match last year at home. He I haven't seen a better half of football from an AFL player, I don't think. That was his effort last year was amazing. He's polled in four of his last five versus the Crows. You'd think they'd get the win over the Crows as well. He's had three three-vote matches in the last five, Sam. So his record against the Crows is fantastic. The other one is Sam Walsh versus St Kilda. He's... Um, Got the three votes in this corresponding match last season, and um, the the Pachitas got into chance, or got him as a chance to poll in five of the last six weeks, um, which is amazing. So it's it's really interesting. That's they're the three players that I'd be looking for: Clayton Oliver, Sam Walsh, Jeremy Cameron on on this weekend that will potentially poll, and we'll come back and revisit this next week. So who are you thinking that won't be able to poll? So just a couple of the other that are in the the top ten uh, second. On the, the Betfair Brownlow predictor is Lockie Neal, um, who's been consistently polling uh, throughout the course of the year. So the predictor has him with three votes in round one, two, five, seven, nine, and 11, and picking up votes in round 13, eight, uh, round 13 and round eight as well. They've got the Brisbane Lions, uh, Brisbane Lions have got the Western Bulldogs Thursday night. Um, last year in the semi, he had uh, 28 disposals, uh, 13 of those contested. Um, what are we thinking for, for Lockie Neal against uh, that powerful uh, Western Bulldogs midfield? For a player of his ability, and he's obviously a Brownlow medalist, he's only polled votes against the Dogs twice in his last six outings. So he's not a notable um, vote poller against them. Obviously, the Dogs have had a fantastic midfield the last three or four years and a really good team. So that's contributed to that. Um, he's polled four votes in six matches, and that's much less than his average in recent times. So... Um, he'd be somewhere in between. It, it all depends on the result there. If the the Lions are going to beat the Dogs, he's got to play well. But the Dogs are starting to come into form. Paddy Cripps is the other one. He's somewhere in between. He's um, polled in around 2017, 18 and 19 versus St Kilda, but nothing in three outings since against the Saints. So that's uh, an interesting one. The the two that be concerned, well, the main one that would be concerning here that might drift is Andrew Brayshaw versus Port Power. Porter found form and he hasn't polled against the power in his career, amazingly. So, and he hasn't, uh, he's only cracked 20 disposals once in the last five matches. So his record against power isn't good, but obviously he's having a, a breakout year. So, yeah, you'd expect Willem Drew to, to, to go to him uh, potentially as a, as a tag. And Petrarchy, you've got as another one here that's a potential lay this week. Yeah, never polled a vote against the Crows in nine matches, which beggars belief, really. He's surely due. <laughs> and that's another way you might surely want to look at it. Due. You might, he, he's been a bit down, and that's a common discussion point among 
who you're looking for. And a lot of people, we, I sent a tweet out earlier, Sam, a lot of people are gravitating towards Oliver if they were to, to bet now because Petrakas probably hasn't been his best and Gorn's out. Just with that, what there's the old adage that in a team like Melbourne, um, when it comes to, say, Petrarca, Oliver or Gorn, that players, are, they're going to take votes off each other. Yes. So they've the, Oliver and Petrarca have been right up at the pointy end of the, the, the polling in the last couple of years, Gorn uh, as well. And then you look at a game like where Viney had a, a best, uh, was his best game that I've seen him play for Melbourne mm. uh, on the weekend, just gone against the Brisbane Lions. But then does, does Lever get votes as well? So d- d- is there any truth to that adage that these players take votes off each other? There definitely is. Now, Oliver still managed to poll 31 votes last season. And you look at this year, Oliver's... Um, Gorn's been out, so he's missing. And Petrakas probably hasn't been at his best, especially in the last four or five weeks. So last week was brilliant. He was fantastic. He's yep. back to his best last week. But he obviously had that illness one week and performed poorly. But um, that's potentially why a lot of people are gravitating towards Oliver because Gorn's been missing. He polled 16 votes last season, and obviously a lot of them were in games that Oliver polled as well. But you go through last year, especially first half of last year, round one and two he polled three votes, Clayton Oliver, and then... He went from around 8, 9, 10, 11, pulled four consecutive three-vote games when they won. So he, he definitely gets vote, and he's got that season under his belt now that the media have jumped on him. He was fantastic last year. He stands out. His ball use has gotten a lot better in the last two or three years, and he stands out. So he'll pile well. Uh, off the text from Lee and Nary Warren, how accurate has his system been in previous years? They've won tipped a tipped a winner three out of the last four years. So, so the the Betfair Brownlow Medal predictors got it right the last three years on the bounce. That's correct. So that's after obviously all the voting's done, but um, after round twenty three. But it's it's been really good. Um, fire off any questions to us as well. Happy to answer them in the, the consecutive shows or the weeks coming. It. Uh, a lot can change, but I'm looking forward to how we go in the next few weeks, Sam, with our predictions and who we think will poll well this week and next week, and we'll um, see what the firmers are week in, week out, and see if we can make a bit of money for people out there if they want to trade and do a bit of that on Betfair as well. But, yeah, like like I said, Cripps, Cripps was 292 after round eight, and he's drifted. So, Hey, uh, great first edition um, of the Brownlow Lowdown. Tommy Haylock will be with us every week on the Sporting Capital. So if you've got any Brownlow uh, questions uh, as we look forward to that uh, brilliant Monday evening uh, at the end of the year, we're just trying to get a, a gauge on where the market's doing and what the players are doing. Tommy, we'll speak to you next week. Go away, mate. Thank you. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.